Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the Great Me Podcast. This is going to be episode 70. And it's with Aubrey Stewart. Um, she's a jewelry designer based in Aberdeen. We recorded this chat at the music range around the corner from the Anatomy Rooms whilst work was still going on in the Anatomy Rooms and wasn't able to access my studio space. So it was a really cool chat, which I really enjoyed catching up with Aubrey. Um, we'll probably hear some seagulls in the background that added to the conversation. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and I'll catch up with you soon. podcast this is going to be episode 70 and yeah i'm not recording from the anatomy rooms today i'm recording from the music range which is around the corner from the anatomy room so thanks to jim for arranging that and today my guest is Auburn stewart hi how's it going not bad yeah <laughs> Good. And one thing as well like when i do like the, these kind of conversations something like it comes full circle yeah. And the fact that I met you like three years ago and you was my mentor. Yeah, Slack, I know. Staying I know. alive as a creative course, the creative learning team. Yeah. I feel like I don't really think about that now because yeah. you're just kind of doing your thing <laughs> and getting on with it. So yeah. as lots of you are, which is ace. Yeah, I think that's as well. I think like, you know, I've interviewed a few people from that year mm-hmm. and it's kind of just been really interesting seeing how everyone's kind of, everyone's just developed their own thing and kind of carried on as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had that bit of like, that after period you're really buzzing and you do something really amazing yeah and you're part of like a collective group and then things kind of peter out and you're working yeah and then you're like am I ever going to get back to that back to that point again so I know yeah no, it's been I cool. think there's always going to be some people where you know it kind of maybe doesn't you know change, yeah. change their their life and then yeah. but I think there's a kind of there is a sort of group that it really has like made a massive difference to yeah, them and their yeah. co- their confidence and things like yeah, that, which yeah. I think's kind of been the coolest thing is sort of seeing people flourish, you know, from the start of like going, oh, there's nothing happening up here. Yeah. My my oper- there's no opportunities, yeah. and you know, I don't think I can make a go of it here. Yeah. To then suddenly, well, not suddenly, but through careful nurturing and mm-hmm. kind of support, people are starting to open their eyes and realise that there is yeah or that they can just like yourself mm. you've just decided to do it yeah you yeah. know instead of waiting for something that fits the you know the mm-hmm. sort of space that you want you yeah. just made it fit for you which yeah. is kind of i think what's at the nub of it for most people yeah. is kind of i think obviously like it? you know if we kind of speak about you and your career i think you've kind of done that yourself as well mm-hmm. but sort of for the listeners who kind of who are not aware of who you are of yeah. who you are can you give them a little bit of a background about who you are and kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, currently I am a part-time um, self-employed because I juggle that with a young family, a little boy. Um, so, yeah, so basically I sort of divide my time between being a jewellery designer, um, making, selling work to exhibitions, pop-up events, uh, online shop, sort of various type of views and yeah. stockists. Um, and then sort of the other half of my time is spent sort of in a facilitator role, which I think is quite a lot of what creatives do is kind of, you know, have that kind of permanent or money source. 
yeah. uh, coming in and then you know sort of their their creative practice their actual output is something different but yeah. I kind of feel that my creative practice is both yeah. because I feel that one informs the other mm-hmm. so I like to do a lot of making workshops where I'm working with people and sort of you know encouraging them to be creative themselves from a sort of hands-on practical point of view mm-hmm. and in the last sort of two three years I've been or three four years actually forget how long yeah. um, I've been more involved in sort of mentoring and doing things that are supporting creatives in Aberdeen because okay. That's something that I think is really important because it's something that I felt like I didn't really have mm-hmm. uh, when I was, you know, I graduated over 20 years ago, yeah. or is it about 20 years okay. ago now? So came from an art school background, worked for a long time, and then just felt like there was, you know, where would I go? What would I do? And there, there maybe was, you know, sort of things like the Slack programme or, yeah. you know, other opportunities out there, but I just couldn't see them. So it's taken me a long time... To get to this kind To of, get to yeah. this point, yeah, because I worked for such a long time because for me, having a stable home life and a settled life mm-hmm. means that I can then open that door to being really creative and yeah. just go for it. I need security yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. um, I, that's something that's, like, really at my core, having yeah. a home... And a space that I can work at from yeah. from home, which has started off something really small at the, in the corner of my kitchen mm-hmm. to a whole studio that I have, you know, in my house mm-hmm. um, now. So, yeah, that's kind of... I, I basically sort of divide my time between yeah. working from my studio at home mm-hmm. and then facilitating yeah. sort of projects, whether it's hands-on making mm-hmm. or mentoring or supporting or... I mean, some some chats that I have with people are just simply like, what products do you think, you know, I should do next? Or, you know, how should my social media look and sort of things like that? So it's kind of just bouncing ideas off uh, with people about, you know, how how their sort of professional profile should look. Yeah, yeah. Um, But my own creative stuff is... is, um, yeah, I, I kind of get maybe one full day a week if I'm lucky to yeah, to make. <laughs> yeah, depending on what what else is happening, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. Sometimes I'll get two days a week, uh, just depending on how much childcare I've got, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. So it's a total juggle, but I like the two. I like the isolation of working alone. Okay. And just you know, tunes on, getting on with it. Yeah. But but then you know, I found very quickly a few years ago when I went fully self-employed I thought I'm going to make full-time I'm going to do this five days a week and then I was suddenly like you know finding you know myself lying you know watching five or six episodes of you know like binge watch on telly because I just couldn't the motivation there was too much time yeah so I kind of need less time to then shove it in yeah I think for me I need that kind of pressured kind of time yeah I think you know like um I kind of feel like if things are kind of like oh, running smoothly, but I need that kind of bit. It's kind of weird. Funny. Need a bit. Of, yeah, that, that, yeah, that bit of like deadline kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that kind of keeps me kind of going. Yeah. A bit, you know. But one thing I want to kind of ask you, you studied at Duncan and Jordan. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. 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 I went there in 1996. Okay. Um, and at that point, when I went to Duncan and Jordan, you could kind of just do the first year was like a general course where you got to do loads of different stuff you could just you did design you did fine art in various different Mm -hmm. uh, subjects so that was amazing because Mm -hmm. there was no pressure really to sort of choose uh, what you wanted to do quickly I always thought I would go into fine art because like when I'd left school and when I was at school you know I was like the arty girl Mm -hmm. kind of at school 
and then you know once I kind of got through it there you know it was like I was kind of filtering more into design I kind of couldn't really come up with the you know the sort of spraff to go with the fine art stuff I just wanted to make uh, things you know and things that were kind of functional in the end so so yeah I spent four years at Duncan Jordanson and graduated in 2000 and yeah it was great it was just like freedom to do what you wanted yeah and at that point at the workshops I don't know what it's like now but you know once you got into third year you got your key for the workshop and you were able to go in there 24 7 it was great oh awesome yeah Yeah. I know it was great it was real freedom to do what you wanted and half of the time there's only me and my pal there blasting the (laughs) radio you know sort of thing so so that was cool and then after that I kind of just went straight into working because you know uh, I had like zero cash mm-hmm. and nowhere to live. So yeah. I came back home and, you know, basically my mum was like, get back home, mm. make some money, you know, and I was kind of really didn't want to do it. I wanted to stay in Dundee Yeah. because I had a boyfriend at the time there, mm-hmm. now my husband. But um, yeah, it was probably a good idea to come home and just yeah. kind of regroup, yeah. see what it was. And I found that time really, really hard. Okay. I was quite depressed for sort of like, you know, a couple of years there, just I didn't know where I fitted in. Yeah, when you came back home, yeah? Yeah, because nobody that really, that I was pals with before Mm. was creative and all my pals that were at art school weren't in Aberdeen. So it was just like, it was like, what was the point of that then? You know, I didn't really know where to sort of go with it. So I ended up sort of starting working. I got work in an independent jewellers called Sandy Menzies. And I worked there for 10 years and just kind of, you know, had a good time pretty much. It was a very social place. There was lots of nights out and I pretty much did like zero creative things Mm. in that. Well, I did, I worked as a designer there um, designing sort of uh, personal commissions for people. So I learned loads about business, about dealing with people, um, about the sort of technical process of jewellery. So it was totally invaluable Mm -hmm. for what I'm doing now but at the time I probably didn't appreciate it as much and it was a a period of about 10 years of just going out and getting wasted and working you know and I'm glad I did that yeah we've all been there the five o'clock return homes and stuff and then starting work at nine (laughs) and managing to pull that off oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I couldn't do that now so um, yeah so I worked there for a long time and just at the tail end of that I started kind of um, making really like wacky sort of one-off brooches and things like that which I started submitting to things like the Aberdeen Artists Exhibition okay. and started getting interest in my work yeah. and I just kind of was like sort of starting from ground zero design wise right. yeah. um, and I started to think oh I could maybe I could maybe combine the two yeah. I felt that the two had to be very separate you know mm. my work life and my creative life because yeah. actually being your own designer in your own right wasn't encouraged there okay. um, so um, yeah, but then that that company closed. Mm-hmm. It finished off. I ended up being the manager, and I'd been training people there. I was wow. buying the stock for the place. Yeah. I was buying gemstones, you know. So I got to know a lot of people that, and a few trade suppliers that yeah. that now still use me. Someone oh, okay. as small as me that they wouldn't normally take yeah. on their boots. But that relationship was there. That relationship yeah. was there. So I was able to, you know, take it on. I was able to go down to see the International Jewelry Fair. Mm-hmm. I got quite a few opportunities to kind of see big things that you know 
for a small place in Aberdeen. Yeah. It was quite cool from that point of view. And then after that, um, I got a job working at McCall's Jewelers, which is an antique jewelry business. And I decided to go part time and spend that bit more time doing my own work. Mm-hmm. And I was also at this point, I was already teaching classes at Gray's. Yeah. And sort of, so there was kind of a, you know, a sort of a new route starting to form mm-hmm. uh, there that I was really wanting to kind of pursue. But yeah. I had a mortgage, so I still had you know bills to pay and things like that. So kind of still had to work part time. And there, um, I worked part time as a commission designer again. So basically, lots of design work for remodeling people's jewelry um, yeah. or making kind of special okay. occasion pieces. So it was very fine stuff, very you know expensive fine jewelry. So it was like totally different from you know perspex upcycled stuff that I do. The two were kind of quite separate. Yeah, but um. And then I was really fortunate that um, I got to do loads of buying there, so spending thousands of pounds on Art Deco jewellery, oh, okay. um, you know, that wasn't out of my own purse <laughs> yeah. was pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, I got to go down to London to do a buying trip, which was like bonkers, mm-hmm. basically fly down there with a bum bag full of cash. Yeah. <laughs> dodgy yeah and um there was two of us and um yeah up at six o'clock in the morning or earlier to go to portobello market and just haggle with people so i went with someone else who that was more experienced and they kind of showed me the ropes because i was going to take over that uh part of the business and so that was really exciting because i've always loved old everything Mm -hmm. collect old crap my whole life so um yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah. And um, and then I started to become involved with setting up their social media and they wanted me to kind of like help them with establishing a brand for their website. So I yeah. could see that there was things that I could, that maybe I had an eye or a skill for that I could, you know, perhaps use. Uh, transferable skills. Yeah, aha, yeah, uh-huh, that, you know, perhaps, you know, I didn't see them as transferable mm-hmm. at the time. But once I finally quit from there, I just had had enough. There's yeah. only so much, there was still a lot of retail. Yeah involved in that so although there was lots of cool slices to that job mm-hmm. there was still at the end of the day hardcore detail you know and dealing with the public day and yeah. and I think there's just a set time limit where you just can't do that anymore yeah. before you might do something that would put you in jail because <laughs> you know and and antique jewellery and second hand dealers mm-hmm. attract weirdos oh okay serious weirdos yeah. so yeah I think I've spoken to you about it a few yeah, times yeah yeah there's yeah. a particular customer that I used to say to my husband if I ever go missing I'm in that guy's cellar he's just like so weird <laughs> here's the address yeah yeah just point the police there it's just so there. strange so strange yeah. yeah 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 I remember working in retail the fun of actually having really rude irate customers yeah just kind of felt like it's be true and you have a way yeah. get me this or get me that and then probably having that same kind of feeling like I'm probably just going to lose my shit one day yeah and it's going to be detrimental to me yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to do that you yeah. just know when you're getting to that point it's yeah. time to to move on yeah so saved up a bit of money and then quit that job mm-hmm. and then just went went started flying solo on my own and yeah. the work just started to come okay and um mandy at the creative learning team sort of offered me a few opportunities yeah. and that was she's really kind of supported me yeah. a lot and kind of um made it kind of clear to me what kind of things that i did in my previous mm. career could actually you know support other people yeah you know, but I think because at the tail end of that journey of retail, I was kind of so sick of it, I couldn't see the positives in it. Yeah, yeah. So it was very difficult at that point to see that. But now I do, you know, I can mm-hmm. laugh about it, you know, without <laughs> kind of turning into tears, you know, sort of thing. So I'm just 
glad I don't need to like you know iron blouses and all that sort of crap anymore. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's like a sort of snapshot of my journey, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I guess like recently as well, you went to like like for your business. It was I remember it was, um. I'm going to get tongue-tied when I pronounce this. That's okay. Is it Audio? No, Orbin. Oh, yes. I had a a a brand name change. Yeah. Yeah. So for years, I called myself Obibok Julie just because, you know, my family and friends from when I was younger, Mm. you know, kind of called me Obby Bobby and sort of things like that. Mm. That At the time when I first started my business, it seemed like applicable Mm -hmm. um, to how the look is. And funnily enough, full full circle has happened that it could probably fit again because everything's become more colourful again. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I just felt like there, I'd had a niggle for a, a few years that I just wasn't quite happy with it. But yeah. I was always like, oh, I can't change it because of this and because of that. Yeah. And then you actually go, who cares? Mm-hmm. There, when you change your name like that, tumbleweed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. as long as, you know, you've got, you know, everything kind of done professionally online and yeah. all that, that nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just changed it and I'm a lot happier with it. And I got a new branding logo done mm-hmm. by um, a graphic designer in Aberdeen from called uh, Mary McLeod. Okay. She's called Grey and White. Okay. And basically just had an appointment with her and said, I want my logo just to look like my jewellery all kind of put together yeah. in the shape of my name. And she just nailed it. Aye. So I love that. Yeah. And um, I got a professional photo shoot done recently as well from Vary Walker. Was she oh, in the yeah. same year as no, you? No, she's she yeah, she was before, and I think I just kind of connected to her on like this on Instagram. And I yes. she came to the Etsy stuff last year. I was like, oh hey, yeah. is that weird moment you, you follow someone? That, yeah. And she came and actually she did a talk when we did ask. Like, That's yeah, right. She came up yeah, and did a talk yeah. And stuff. So like, I really like. Uh, yeah, that like, is. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like yourself. She's kind of you know sort of. Um, just really made things, you know, sort of work for herself. Yeah, yeah. So in the same position as me, juggling mm-hmm. family too. But yeah, so she did a um, sort of professional photo shoot and invited my creative pals to, yeah. to model for me, yeah. which has been so good. It's been so, such a positive um, thing because people yeah. are happy to see models that are varying in age and size. And Something they can relate to as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's such that kind of representation is always kind of missing on like on media especially as well I was having a laugh with like a few friends a few weekends ago and just kind of talking about like that kind of reality that's not really reality that's on social yeah, media yeah and these kind of people who are like influencers and they're just oh, kind of I like they want to just kind of like just make money and they're actually just kind of like this advertising for people it seems like how scary that's how the world's kind of going a bit you know just like yeah yeah I'll promote your thing and I get and it's just like I find that I always find that kind of a bit just kind of humorous and like you know inspirational quotes when there's somebody's like bum cheek hanging out in the song, yeah you know? I know like, I, I mean we're weird. all guilty of it on Instagram yeah. but I like to put a little dash of reality in there yeah. sometimes because you know it is you know pictures of the babies all the time you kind of want to put a picture of the odd dirty nappy or a spew somewhere you know oh, just yeah. to kind of like balance yeah. it out yeah because I, I was just thinking as well because like <laughs> even with like um izzy and this like you know there's moments when she's she would go for that little kind of grumpy i don't want to be held on and held by anyone she's gonna have that really angry looking face and yeah it's like, Man, I think about it. i've got a few i've got <laughs> yeah. one i think in a frame at home with bobby right. like you know in a full out meltdown sort of thing because <laughs> that was pretty much all we were seeing for yeah. a while so yeah yeah, yeah right. it's a bit scary the influencers thing i'm not 
not sure about that. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a strange one as well. I kind of think like if I ever kind of go off on that kind of thing, someone can take me out back and shoot me in the back of the head or something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you need someone to tell you. Because yeah. it must be quite a gradual thing. There's somebody that I followed just now, I don't mm. want to say who it is, but it's nobody like an Aberdeen. Mm. But yeah, it, it's... I, I do find myself drawn into looking and listening and watching it. You know it's what weird, I mean? Isn't it? it's, it's like so bizarre. Like, it's it's like, like these pictures, these videos of like you know men at the Turkish barber getting yeah. their head shaved. Yeah. You just could be there with jewel hanging off your face for like hours watching that. Am I the only one that no, does no, that? No, 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 I totally get. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I totally get. It's like my like a downtime now. Just like like sorry guys, I'm looking at kind of family stuff. Yeah, like, I know. Sorry. Going for the tangent, but it's just kind of like. Um, even like you say, you can watch something on YouTube and you know, you're watching like video yeah. after video after video, leads on to something comes like, geez, what are we doing for now? Like, I know, you know it's weird. It's I was in a total rush the other day, I was yeah. running late and I ended up watching a video on Instagram of somebody like backing a car into two lorries back together with a lift, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, it's just like I need to that's, that's prioritize, like, prioritize, yeah, <laughs> prioritize, yeah, the baby's been changed, it's fine, <laughs> you know, but. You had a bath or something. I think it's just when you're very busy, you just need five minutes of like, you know, brain fart time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just not to engage in anything really meaningful. But um, what I want to kind of speak about as well is like, um, where did you draw influence from in your work? I've seen, I've been following you and seen there's like a lot of colour kind of coming in now into your work. And Uh what was the kind of reasons behind that? Well, I think, like, I'm not one of these people that kind of, you know, has, like, you know, I'm really influenced by X, you know, I'm kind of just, like, I just like soaking things up. Mm -hmm. And, for example, a few years ago, my work was very monochrome and things like that because I think it was completely influenced by my time working with Art Deco jewellery and the colour scheme and just the sort of composition of that kind of jewellery. But now that I'm a mum and that I'm surrounded by, you know, colours and playful shapes yeah. and I've seen so many episodes of Hey Doggy that um, you know I actually like I've been laughing and saying to folk this is my Hey Doggy collection oh, because yeah. all the shapes and sort of uh, colours and compositions and sort of layers of things yeah. are, I can see are quite similar to things that I'm seeing through children's animation children's toys children's books you know I'm kind of immersed in that sort of colourful experience yeah. of toddler life at the moment and I think it, it's you know it's subconsciously just, just creep, kind of creeping in, yeah, in. Yeah. yeah because the way that I make is normally about sourcing materials and colours and or elements of materials that I like and I just make loads and loads of components and then I sit and kind of like compose um, sort of little collages if you like yeah. and then put them together mm-hmm. so it's very experimental very playful sort mm-hmm. of thing so you know, I just kind of, I think it just sort of soaks up, yeah. you know, kind of, as many people do, you know, there's mm-hmm. not there's not one influence. I, I kind of really love looking at, you know, kind of mid-century design and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of what my home is kind of filled with, mm-hmm. old crap, as I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, you know, I think that's so kind of right that, you know, you do like, you know, when you if you lived a life and you've had so many different experiences, you will kind of take draw influence on different things and stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just, it's just it's not important. I think if anyone's going to listen at the start of their kind of career, that that kind of creative path of what the idea of what you have, 
you know it what your process yeah, is like it kind of yeah. changes because this was, wasn't even going to be a podcast it was going to be like workshops kind of thing with really? young people yeah, yeah. and I remember kind of speaking to Mandy about it and then I thought like oh no this kind of this changes and it's like a natural kind of change you yeah know? Like, you go with what kind of you know sort of works for you yeah, you know and, yeah. that, and that thing it's a beast that changes over mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. which I think is something that I kind of hadn't really sort of predicted as well because yeah. like going back to you know the change in sort of my uh, brand name change I was like thinking oh but I can't I've got to do collections I must do collections because yeah. things need to match and people like to see things match yeah. and that's what shops want and that's what trade shows want yeah. but then I was like but where is what I want in yeah. there you know so then I just started making loads of things that none of it matches yeah. well it does match because I've yeah. made it all yeah. but it doesn't necessarily all you know, have to be like, oh, you can get the matching earrings, you can get the matching this, you know. So I've just decided that I'll still do this collection route to kind of, you know, I need to have things that will make me some income. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to just make loads of things where I explore and have fun as well. And usually the things that you make with most honesty are the things that are really popular that are really popular yeah. because they're really you know they're coming from you and mm-hmm. you're they're they're not contrived in any way and yeah. they're just natural and they're obviously yours yeah you know you've not taken them from anywhere else and i think that's could be applied to anybody's work yeah it's not, you know that true to yourself will you know yeah. it sort of thing but it is true you know yeah i, th- I think definitely i think there's that bit of um when you're kind of creating something or you're starting something because it's like a small business and then you can easily get caught up in the kind of whole marketing of actually this is what you need to do and yeah. and then and then it come, becomes almost like disingenuous and it's not you actually yeah. putting the stuff out there if you know what I mean yeah you, know? you, yeah. you could I think particularly in jewellery as well because yeah. you have to make everything yourself unless mm-hmm. you're fortunate enough to employ somebody and you know I'm not at that point and I don't think I would ever want to be yeah um you know, yeah, you could get sucked down the route of, you know, kind of batch production sort of thing, which yeah. works for, you know, yeah, it if it was making you a lot of money and, yeah. you know, you, you liked working alone or mm-hmm. working just you and somebody else in a workshop, but I know that I just can't do that, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I need, I love to be, you know, doing things like this, you yeah. know, talking to people and, mm-hmm. you know, I like the kind of, you know, just sort of that life and your work is not the same all the time yeah. because I had so many years of work where, you know, routine and sort of being tied to the one place. Mm-hmm. I actually get quite kind of, whew, I don't like the thought of, you know, having to work in the same place yeah. all the time anymore. It kind of scares me a little bit. But, you mm-hmm. know, depending on what happens with the future, you know, I might have to work, you know, in a, a set place again, just yeah. depending on, you know, Obviously, you still need money to live, so yeah, yeah. you know things could change. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I guess like um, we'll speak about as well. Um, look inside. Yes. Are you, is it like look inside? Is it collective or just look inside? It is a collective. A collective yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So we call it a collective mm-hmm. because there's myself, there's Anne Marquis, Mags Gray, and Gabby Heath. Some people mm-hmm. know of of them. So that Anne Marquis is a jeweler, Gabby Heath is an illustrator, and Mags Gray is a ceramic. Ceramicist, I always get that muddled. Sorry, Mags. Um, she makes ceramic stuff. Um, so, yeah, so we kind of... Our, so you want me to talk a little bit about our our collective and how we kind yeah, of got together? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome, yeah. We kind of just got together through, um, like, just striking up a bit of a friendship, mm-hmm. sort of, all together. Um, I think it was Anne that kind of first said, you know, we were at an event 
or it was either a networking or a selling event where you know you just get the chance to have a good old catch up yeah. with your creative pals. Yeah. So we're like saying, oh, you know, we're all feeling a bit sort of isolated working on our own. And this was a few years ago, and we're like, why don't we just meet up every so often for like a coffee or a lunch and just have a chat through about what we're working on, mm-hmm. and um, you know, give each other a bit of support and just bounce ideas off one another. So that's kind of how that started. So there was maybe like about a year of that, and then we kind of as we were kind of spending more time doing that and sort of establishing that feeling of trust that we could all work together, um, it just sort of naturally progressed to we wanted to then set up events where we would find opportunities for selling our own work or doing workshops. And initially the look inside thing kind of sort of like the push came at the first um, look again festival okay. when we were kind of asked to sort of take part mm-hmm. in that and then we kind of produced a pop-up shop um, and at that point we just kind of it was a collaboration we didn't make products together okay. but then a natural sort of like progression okay. from that has been that um, in following years we got more support from the look again festival yeah. and we, were, we had some time to kind of put together a collection of souvenirs and products that celebrate Aberdeen because yeah. we felt there was nothing really there that was kind yeah. of you know contemporary and um, you know things that you would want to buy yourself like when you go to Glasgow or Edinburgh or yeah. you know the big cities elsewhere you know uh, the galleries and shops there have got you know wee bits and pieces that you can buy yeah. and Aberdeen doesn't seem to have much of that and with the gallery being closed yeah. you know there's there's less kind of, there's not a go-to place for that yeah. so we decided to come up with this Aberdeen collection and then it's kind of it was very much a process where we kind of worked separately and then came together yeah and then we would build the pieces together or get things you know printed or screen printed whatever or produced um so we're still working on that Mm -hmm. and we're going to be working um on an exciting project coming up um later on in the year so we'll be able to share well maybe do a separate podcast for that yeah it'd be cool if it'd be good yeah yeah, it'd be something that could coincide with yeah something exciting that's happening later in the year in Aberdeen so so yeah we're still working together but so basically we kind of just you know we collaborate on making stuff together Mm. but we also still spend time together kind of just supporting one another yeah we've got a continuous thread you know on messenger that we just are all the time like how you doing blah 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 or what do you think of this you know i've made this new product like you know yes we're we're doing a pop-up shop right now actually out in stonehaven i think i saw a post about that today yes uh so that place is called hive architects and Mm. they have basically a shop front unit that they are renting out to um, sort of makers and creatives okay. um, or you know artisan type yeah. products I don't think it has to necessarily be art and design mm-hmm. and you know it's a really good rent for the week and it's a beautiful space okay. as well it's very slick yeah. because it's an architect's office upstairs she's kind of kitted it out really right. nice um, so we're there all this week with our own work mm-hmm. and our Aberdeen collection as well okay so there's a lot going on then yeah, I'm thinking yeah. that sounds quite a lot. I'm also taking part in the Craft Scotland Summer Show, which is an Edinburgh part okay. of the Edinburgh Festival, right. um, sort of coming up. So if anybody's in Edinburgh, they can come and so when's that, see when's that. When's the dates with that? I can't remember. I think it's maybe the seventh of August. Bless <coughs> you. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Bless you to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Till the end of August, and it's over. I think thirty Scottish designers 
that are taking part in that one. So that's, that's really cool. yeah, it's a selected right. show, so it's quite yeah. a good one to be part of. Right. Is this the first time doing it or No, I've done it about four times right. now, I think, yeah, over the years. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so it's a, it's a wee bit of a juggle yeah. just now. Yeah, so yeah, there's plenty going on. It was, it was, it was kind of like when you have so much going on, it was, it was like if you like prioritise something, it just naturally works out. Yeah. You definitely, I kind of thought that and it's a simple way of things like running late for sometimes. It's weird. Yeah, you it's do. Great. You just pull it out of the bag if you're yeah. that sort of person, yeah. I think. You, you can just, make it work. So. You can, yeah. yeah. And there's always wiggle room, you know, like not that I'm always like late with things, but sometimes yeah. I just get in touch with people and say, look, I'm really sorry, there's, I'm needing a bit more time yeah. uh, to work on stuff. And I think if you've got like a past reputation that, where you're not letting people down. Yeah. Once you've established that, you, I'm not saying once you've established a not letting people down reputation, you can then go and take the piss <laughs> out of it. But I just mean, just like, you know. There's that leeway in the, the relationships there. Is, there yeah. like people kind of say, oh, okay, it's fine, and as long as you just message them. Yeah, you, you can know, always just, have a conversation with someone, yeah. and if they say no, you can go, okay, I'll. I'll, I'll it pull it out of the bag yeah, yeah. yeah sorry for asking off I go <laughs> like that but nine times out of ten people are like yeah we've got a week to go we're just yeah. saying that because we knew other folk would be latchy uh, you know so yeah cool but um, Auburn where can people kind of find you on social media and give you a follow and a like um, well I'm on Instagram so that's um, just Auburn Jewelry mm-hmm. A-U-B-I-N for the Auburn part I'm on Facebook as well just because you know just cause after, it's that generation, yeah. isn't it? Now, yeah. So, but yeah. then after watching that documentary hack last night, <laughs> I've heard about this. I need to watch this. I've heard really yeah. interesting things about this. It's not. It's shocking, but it's yeah. but it's stuff that you kind of just know, but you just close your eyes and don't try to avoid it. Yeah. Just watch YouTube videos of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So, but yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm just on small fry. So yeah, I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only really use that for sharing events. I love Instagram yeah. for just sort of, you know, the, it's image focused. Sort of yeah. thing. And I do have my own standalone website as well, which I use as my sort of selling online platform. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's got my, all my stockists and yeah. things on there too. So I think it'd be good then if we could put all those kind of links in the episode description as well. For people yeah, to that's kind of fine. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. But thank you for coming on making episode 70. I can't believe it, episode 70. I know, I know. So strange as well. Thank so you that, for yeah. having me on. It's nice to see that you're doing great as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just kind of just weird. I, I kind of never have the time to really reflect. I'm just like, oh, no. like working full time, co home, yeah. baby duties, yeah, yeah. stuff, you know. So, yeah, but it's really kind of cool to have that kind of downtime and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my former mentor from Slack. I know. So, oh. it's, it's really cool. <laughs> But yeah, thank you, Auburn, for being episode 70 of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And also the sound effects from the seagulls as well. Got a lover. Yeah. Like Northeast Aberdeen seagull. Right? So, yeah. you know it genuinely happened in Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye. So, yeah, that was episode 70 with Auburn Stewart. Um, thanks, Auburn, for coming on the podcast. Um, really enjoyed um, our chat even with the seagulls contributing to the conversation. Um, I'm going to put all the links in the episode description where you can find Auburn's, all of Auburn's work. And yeah, um, if you support the podcast, be sure to check out my sponsor, um, Big Up The Dean, on Instagram at Big Up The Dean and also on Etsy, um, Big Up The Dean Shop. All, all kind of interesting things there where you can kind of purchase and help me keep these conversations going and also supporting the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Auburn and I'll be back next week with more chats. All right, see you soon, guys.